0: to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. It is 2016. Can you fucking believe it? Like we <laughs> we made it. I, I, honestly, I'm shocked and amazed. Uh, my name is Dan and with me as always to discuss all of the important, relevant, beautiful, amazing things in the wonderful, beautiful, amazing, incredible sport of women's cycling is my good friend Sarah. How are you, Sarah?
1: I'm good oh my god January is incredible you know we've actually finally got to the point where I can watch so much women's cycling um that I don't need to watch stuff that's bullshit anymore like like I'm just not following things if I can't follow (laughs) them I'm just okay whatever you know what I mean because there's so much to follow if you love cyclocross if you love track if you love road we've just been crazy every week there's been a huge amount to watch, and it's just getting more. We've got more this weekend. We'll tell you all about that. So it's, it's just it. It's
0: such a full calendar now, isn't it? I mean, particularly when you add in. I mean, I know you know that that from a certain viewpoint, they're not like significant um, races in terms of of. Uh, well, I guess the new world tour or anything like that. But, you know, from things like the Bay Crits all the way through Australian Nationals and Tour Down Under and and uh, we've had racing in South America and Track World Cups and like, like it's, it's only just like the third week of January. How the fuck are we this busy? This is insane. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's wonderful. I mean, it's not, you know, things aren't perfect. I'm not saying, yes, we're in that shiny, bright utopia, but compare this to... A couple of years ago, like even you know, even when we first started podcasting, and there were maybe five or six opportunities to see live, live women's racing, and that was across all sport. Maybe ten if you add in track, you know, yeah, yeah, ten opportunities in the year to see live women's racing, and now it's like every weekend, you know, over <laughs> between Christmas it's, and New well, Year. I think I saw, I think I watched like. I think I watched six cyclocross races. I was
0: going to say, it's now that horrible dilemma where you're actually having to prioritise and choose which ones you will watch. Cause yeah. Like you're actually spoiled for choice now. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. No.
1: This this means that we're not going to talk about everything, yeah, dear listener. We're not going to talk about everything since we last podcasted on Christmas Eve, because oh my god, um, we can't. But we, so we're going to be just talking about things that have interested us, things we've seen, things that made us a bit cross, um, you know, just stuff and, that we stuff that we like. Yeah, we'll be talking about lots of things,
0: so don't you worry. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll fill the time. Um, so you know, get your uh, get your whiskey of choice and uh, your largest glass and load it
1: up. <sighs> You see, I just say make a cup of tea, but you know. Oh, um, sh- oh but so a quick, but a, but a quick shout out to anyone who's commuting to work or on the train <laughs> or, or doing things like that and can't get themselves the the beverage of their choice. Just you know, just just turn away what, from the horrible- about those,
0: those. are both situations in which I've had whiskey.
1: <laughs> I don't understand. He's not an alcoholic. He just plays one on the internet. It's true. I'm Australian.
0: Um- <laughs> I did. I did. I have to confess, I did tell a colleague yesterday that workplace whiskey is not a choice. It's a lifestyle. So.
1: Oh my god. There's yeah. going to be a reason why. You know, in 10 years' time, when I say, where are we going to be in 10 years' time? We know that Dan's going to be in the gutter.
0: Are you kidding? We'll have robotic livers by then. It'll be fine.
1: <laughs> I was hoping you'd come back. We're, we're all in the gutter, but we're looking up at the stars.
0: No, whatever. You can't see the stars because of light pollution and fucking. <sighs> carbon in the atmosphere and shit
1: i am happy sarah dan's grumpy it's, <laughs> it's it's so, um, <laughs> should we start should we start with australia since we're talking about australia right now because it's been crazy good and it's still going on and it, there's yeah, still well, there's it's, still to go there's been a there's been a
0: heap on um gee uh, i mean where do you want to start i i mean honestly we start
1: with the new year when the new year started how do the australian cyclists celebrate the new year
0: um, well, they get up unreasonably early, which I have issues with, um, and then they race, which you know is great. so yeah um, where, 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 tell me tell me exactly where you want to start.
1: Bay Crits, January the 1st, 1st yeah. of January, Bay Crits.
0: Okay, we do want to go all the way back there. Okay, all right. So yeah, yeah the bay- we, won't,
1: we won't talk about it all in graphic detail, but the good thing about Bay Crits, dear listener, is that there are videos, and I've put a link to them on our site, prowomenscycling.com, and I'll put links to everything that we see and stuff that we don't get around to talking about um, here. But Bay Crits, so... Sound-
0: Bay Crits are uh, a series of obviously, well, hopefully, obviously, from the name crit races um, that have particular prominence in the, the sort of Australian calendar because they provide a great lead into nationals. And mm-hmm. so, you know, timing wise, and it is that kind of weird thing because, you know, in the Southern Hemisphere, like this is our summer. And and so this is when our sort of domestic racing scene kind of like it's one of the one of the peaks is bay crits leading internationals um which is kind of weird given the the way the euro season goes um so yeah the the bay crits are lots of fun they're down in um the southwestern region of melbourne sort of like it's it depends on how you divide it like they're part of greater melbourne or they're slightly they're on the
1: coast yeah on the coast yeah well
0: hey it's I'm just trying to explain how it works. Like I know you I don't understand think, Australian cities; they're huge.
1: I I used to think they were the they were on Mitchellton Bay because the name is the Mitchelton Bay Cycling Classic. But then I read, then people kindly pointed out that <laughs> Mitchellton is the wine manufacturer yeah. who
0: sponsors them. <laughs> It's a winery. I mean, still
1: Mitchellton Bay.
0: <laughs> it's, it's an Australian race, so you know. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, Three days of racing, um, different styles of crits. Sarah and I have an ongoing argument about whether uh, hot dog circuits are real things. Um, I maintain they're not because hot dogs are American and so they can't exist in Australia. Um, And... I guess at this point we should probably talk about the actual racing.
1: Right. Basically they're three they're four four stages, very, very d- different crit crits, what hot dog circuit, you've got some hilly crits. It they're not easy. They these aren't these aren't like the crit where you have a really gentle, you know, it's in a big circle. <laughs> The roads are really wide. This has, like, got nasty corners and it's difficult. And, yeah, and it was – oh, they're just beautiful. They're beautiful, beautiful races. And my favourite thing was when Gracie Elvin um, won the first one. She said she won it by accident.
0: Yeah, yeah, which – what was it? she was trying to lead someone out, wasn't she?
1: She's was trying to lead Sarah Roy out, her teammate yeah, Sarah yeah. Roy out, and um and oops, she accidentally won, um, which was hilarious, really funny. Um, Gracie is such an asset to the sport, like just just really really interesting to me. Um, interesting person, interesting rider. Yeah. Um, they. <laughs> I was also really a bit. I'm um, Kimberly Wells. One stage two. I was a little bit smug because I interviewed Valentina Scandolara, um, <laughs> yes. after, before stage three, and, and she won. And then
0: she won. So you know you get to claim yet another Sarah interview effect. Yes. Yes. I.
1: I've got. I've got the Sarah interview effect is sort of true in that I do go through phases where I'd say that, like maybe uh, a quarter or maybe a half, depending on the time of year, of riders I interview go on to win the next race. <laughs> it,
0: it's enough to claim an influence, is the point. And,
1: yeah, um, yeah, and the thing is, is it's it's more about me being quite, you know, being quite savvy about who shall I interview about this race. But yeah, I think the one that I really was proud of was when I kind of had this run of of. Um, uh it included Ellen van Dyke just before Flanders and then <laughs> uh, and then Emma Johansson won Binder and I was ha, ha this is me and I think over the Giro Rosa um the, in 2013 where um Emma Pony <laughs> won the three climbing stages and I claim it's because I'd interviewed her just before the race and then <laughs> after just won each stage. I don't really think this is true. I just I just it's a game I enjoy um
0: yeah, well, hey, you know, it, it, we, we need to amuse ourselves in, in whatever ways we can. Um, so, the
1: so third stage, yep. um, racing with her own team that she put together, which I thought was lovely.
0: It was a great little story, that wasn't it, that, um, you know, she she put her own effort into to um, getting a team together so that she could do some racing while she was down here and, you know, really nice to see her get some results. And then yeah. stage four at Williamstown was won by Lizzie Williams, Lizzie Williams. yes, yes.
1: Williamstown um yeah and Gracie won the whole thing so that was that was fun it was it's always a really good way to start the road season and you know in Australia where they're really you know just just fabulous fabulous racing you know like um I just it just makes me happy every year it makes me happy and it just like you know you're in a cold wet dark windy horrible weather here and just knowing that somewhere out there people are racing and fans are having a great time watching the races and oh you know what what more could you want man
0: um uh, whiskey
1: <sighs> whatever Wait, um, you
0: asked i don't see how it's my fault when you asked like yeah
1: yeah um Bay Crits was followed by the Aussie Road Championships, uh, Aussie Road Na- Road Nationals, which was um, fun, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was um, – so I I wasn't there for the whole week. So it's, you know, Nationals, it's a week. So um, Crits, Time Trials and Road Race, um, the crit was won in an- – I, well, I'm not sure how to say this. I, because I, I don't, I don't mean it disrespectfully. You know, it was just a little bit of a surprise winner with Sophie Mackay, um, mm. winning the, the Crit Championship. But she, it was a really cool story. And she comes from, um, Wagga. Yeah. Well, technically the name of the town is Wagga Wagga. Um, I know everyone in England just, you know, burst out laughing on the tube and embarrassed themselves. So from me to you, fuck you all. Um, but yeah so we just colloquially call it Wagga uh and it's, it's cool because you know well I found it cool because that's that's sort of an hour and a half from where all my like parents and grandparents are from and stuff so you know it's like a local victory for me yeah
1: mm. no cool. I, I'm, 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 I'll, let, I'll let you have that so yes, yeah, so Sophie Mackay won that um, uh, Cat Garfoot, Catherine Garfoot won the uh ITT and Amanda Spratty won the road race. You were there at the road race, I was, like?
0: I was there at the road race, and you know, it's it's I mean, the it's great, honestly. Like, um, the interesting thing is, um well, I, I mean, we've mentioned it before, but but if you haven't heard us talk about um, the Australian Road Race in particular, uh, basically, they use the same course every year. It's changed, changed once in like 15 years or something. Um, so it is kind of fairly predictable in that the course suits specific type of riders. Like, it's pretty rare, um, and I think it's fair to say that you're going to get a real sprint finish. Um, and, and so it it was really fun sort of, I tried to get around a couple of different parts of the course and I spent most of my time at the feed zone. Um, and I was disgusted because the women uh, two years ago, well, last year, this is the second year that they've had the women race, the road race on the Sunday. Um, so same day as the men and, um, which is nice, but it means that the women's race starts at eight in the morning, which is kind of rude. And yeah. I was I was quite disgusted to find that um, Australia at nationals have yet to adopt the completely reasonable Belgian practice of selling fried foods and beer roadside. So I don't understand and before anyone starts like fuck off breakfast beers are a real thing. So Oh
1: my god Daniel no. Yes no, they I'm are. Not...
0: They they're a real thing. You have the...
1: I I I might have to dear anyone who's in Sydney or near Sydney. Can you I need to maybe do an intervention on this boy. Yeah, maybe no, we do. Like, it's,
0: it. it's not every day. It's like Coco Pops or something like you don't do it all the time, but that you do it. Like and I feel like Nationals is an event where you know I might take a large freezer truck next year um yeah so anyway it was a hot it was hard racing it was it was lots of fun and um yeah it was it was it was very cool my the only and it's such a it's a minor complaint i kind of feel shitty um mentioning it but the one thing that i find kind of weird now is like going to a race and suddenly not having access to any of the information like you talk about you know races being streamed live and stuff and and i we've been so spoiled in the last year that i'm i've i've started to get used to it and so i was on roadside checking twitter feverishly and waiting for each lap of the circuit to try and like what the fuck's going on
1: It's, it's, I mean, it was it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because there was a lot of promo before the, uh, um, before the race of, oh, it's really great that the women have uh, are on the same day as the men. Oh, it's going to be, and yet there was still the same media, which was an hour of the women's race shown as live. Like a couple of a couple yeah. of hours after it finished, and and it was like it's like yeah, on, I mean, I, I think it is fantastic for the women. They get to race on the same time as the day as the men because yeah. of the crowds and oh, the fans.
0: And, and, and don't get me wrong, the crowds were out roadside from eight AM. Like the course was fucking packed. Like it was great to you know to see and and you know families were there. People were set up, obviously settled in for the whole day and and that sort of thing. It was you know like it is absolutely one hundred percent the right thing having it on the same day. Mm. yeah
1: Mm -mm. i mean did you see the picture of monique hanley's little daughter the best (laughs) cycling fan ever Um, monique hanley's young daughter in her bike helmet with a big home painted sign saying just do your best (laughs) so adorable
0: also i have like a, a totally appropriate um um adoration thing going on with her daughter because i caught up with monique last year uh, one time for for dinner, and her daughter and I chased imaginary dragons around a fountain for about half an hour, and it was awesome. So, oh. yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, 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 so sweet. So yeah, so um, the race ended up with us. It ended up. I mean, Lizzie Williams had done a ton of work being out in a breakaway with the girl. I can't remember the name of Lisa. No, no, Sarah Roy. So, no, yeah, no, Sarah Roy and something low bigs what was her name oh Oh, um, my god oh
0: jesus uh uh, we're such
1: bad cycling commentators aren't we though Um,
0: we're the worst this is disgusting
1: um, anyway but they ended up getting caught by uh by 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 sarah roy's teammates uh spratty and ruth corset um and it ended up with spratty and ruth uh corset racing together and and they're both really such wonderful riders spratty is a uber domestique like uber domestique hardcore lovely she's like got that everything you want in a domestique and that she's hard working gives everything tough as nails on the bike and laid back a mellow off the bike you know yeah, what i mean yeah. she's just she's just lovely and then ruth corset is a domestic rider who's had um basically been told she's too old <laughs> by cycling australia to ride for them which is a shame but she's yeah, yeah. She, she's racing and being the mother of a couple of a couple of girls which you know is is no one, no one blinks twice if a dude has kids, do they? Yeah, but, yeah. Um,
0: uh, just once, actually. Dear cycling journalists, just once, I'd like you to ask uh, one of the men how they juggle being a father and a cyclist.
1: Well, yeah. you know, I saw the, um, I saw, I was looking. It was, at the, it was
0: Louisa Lopes, by the way.
1: Louisa Lopes. I was yeah. looking at that um, amazing Twitter account, man who has everything, which turns, <laughs> um, turns things yeah, you commonly that's... see, said about women on their head, and says uh, them about uh. men. And yeah. it's and it's um, man who has it all. I recommend it, people, because you can find um, today's debate. How can we nurture more male moguls in the media industry? <laughs> yeah,
0: or or how can we help men um, achieve the the um, pinnacle of success in the in their yeah. professional careers as well as at home? And yeah. isn't Sarah lovely because she also helps cook dinner and does?
1: Yeah. 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 Working husband, how do you juggle kids, jobs, and laundries? Yeah. Paul, age thirty six, I banish manic mornings. Inspirational. <laughs> I don't always make my baby food from scratch and I feel awful. Matt, honest dad, age thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't even know how we got to... yes, but anyway. So end up with a end up with these two fantastic riders out together.
0: Yep. Um, um, I should say, sorry, just to give a little bit of background. So Sarah and Louisa um, got out to nearly four minutes, like three minutes 45 or something like that um, at one point on the on the main peloton. Um, Spready and Ruth caught up to them um, and then they um, got away in a small group. Uh, but they only ever managed to get 45 seconds from that point on over – the the main peloton so just bear that in mind as as sarah tells you the the rest of the chase story it's narrow margins
1: yeah so they end up getting caught and it's it's spratty and ruth out together spratty starts a sprint early spratty is not a sprinter go spratty and beat ruth but the the end game you could see how 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 close the chase got to them it was beautiful racing um i'm gutted that youtube has has failed me because normally i'd expect to see that hour of racing um on youtube but no
0: really um yeah it might be at, well hang on a second let me see it may uh, ooh. yeah no i i'm not going to be able to find it now because their website's house. but um the national races were covered by uh one of the commercial networks here on a secondary channel, and oh. um, and so it's entirely possible that the video is wrapped up on one of their you know online catch up portals. But it'll take me a while to work that out. So if I can find it, I will add a More link post- to our post on our website, which Sarah loves to say as
1: prowomencycling dot com. Which so, is- yes
0: probably something you already knew because you're listening to our podcast but anyway. you know,
1: I was I, I've got on my list of things to say is don't forget to remind people that we've got a new RSS feed but I think if people are listening they probably know that already <laughs> but um, we've got a new RSS feed we moved we Dan beautifully shifted us over to soundcloud from the 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 server where we were being hosted for free by dan's very good friend thank you dan's very good friend um but we yeah so we now have a really exciting interface and fun things that we can do in embedding but we have lost a ton of listeners (laughs) because yeah because everyone who rss can't find us
0: oh apparently apparently my cavalier surely they'll work it out. Like, we'll we'll post it everywhere. We'll keep mentioning it. But, you know, they'll notice, won't they? And, yeah. No, so,
1: no. Uh, it's, it's, if, if you ever want an ego blow, um, do a podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, you, no, no, no. Don't, where you don't, lose don't all negative,
0: your... Sarah, don't be negative. Just, like, remind everyone to tell their friends again. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, guys, do us a favour. Do us a favour and tell everyone, you know, oh, my God, did you hear the latest episode? I can't believe Dan and Sarah said that. You know, just help us create some buzz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that was Nationals. Um moving on from there we get into
1: it's San Luis we, 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 we crossed quickly over to San Luis oh, wow. in okay. Argentina oh. um, the Tour Feminino de San Luis this is the first UCI race of the year they start off with the Grand Prix San, San Luis which was won by Malgazata Jasinska um, and then they have the Tour now it's not the best oh, sorry San Luis it's not the most exciting racing it's not got the biggest teams but it's fantastic because we can watch it all live like not all of it but they they stream on their channel the race live like like wow like here I am watching live racing in in Argentina and it's ah I, oh, I just like wow that's amazing it's fantastic and that's so you get like some big teams so you had um Ale Cipollini for example yep, and yep. United Healthcare and TIBCO um racing down there and along with uh local team Xrayas San Luis and you know the Cuban national team and various uh Ukrainian national team went down actually and various uh you know Venezuelan teams things like that. Brazil uh Brazilian and, and you know I, I've, I've always in you know, a Spanish national team and I'm I do like that they have the chance to, you know, the chance to race, but I love the fact that it's shown live because it also kind of says, okay, they can do this in Argentina. Why can't they do this in Adelaide?
0: <laughs> well, um, to be fair, if you'd ever been to Adelaide, like, um, you know, yeah. it's yeah. So time, it sl- time moves slower in Adelaide is all I'm saying.
1: So. so it's mostly sprinty Corin Rivera won the first stage so congratulations Corin R- Rivera you won the first stage of the first UCI stage race of the year um, Marta Taliaferro won the second uh, Iraida Garcia Ocasio won the third stage which was in a really interesting like two like you know when it's a flat finish yep. and you get a break away and so you had Iraida uh, Garcia um, racing I think with Arantha Villalon but Sanchez with her you know behind her but and the bumps kind of chasing, 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 but not being able to find out. That was interesting. Um, ITT stage four was won by Lauren Stevens um, and then stage five, which was the uh, a hilly stage, was won by Katie Hall of UHC. Now, I just want to give a shout out to Katie Hall because I saw I first... She's only been cyclist like, racing since 2013, I think. She's about 30 and she was a rider who... I spotted um, doing a most amazing domestic work for Corin Rivera at the Philly Classic and at the USA National Championships last year. Watch out for her. I think she's got a really big career ahead of her and winning the climbing stage was a you know really good thing for her. Um, Alenis Sierra Canaria de- of uh, Cuban National Team won the final stage and Katie Hall had won the whole thing. Cool. Oh, so yeah, um, yeah. So that was that was exciting, and you know, and massively, literally, the day after that one's finished, the next UCI stage races started. Uh, Had well, we had the Tour of Udon. stage race in thailand which was um pretty much solidly won um all stages and the overall was won by junta tip manifan of uh thailand so yeah congratulations to her and she also won the udon tani's 123rd anniversary international cycling classic which was um on the 17th so yeah i'm I'm a bit i'm in two minds about these races they kind of popped onto the uci calendar as very pop-up races i think it's great that riders in in non-traditional cycling backgrounds get to countries get to get UCI points too but you know i'm equally think yeah perhaps perhaps we should have a new category of races <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, you know, I just
0: I just seven... go back to I just go back to I know I say this all the time, but like, dear UCI, why don't you just fucking put Sarah in charge of women's cycling? Like it would just be simpler for everyone.
1: <laughs> well so, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, well it would. I mean, for a start, we could all blame you, which you know, because I'm tired of it being only me who blames you for everything.
1: So... <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> and um the other race we had, the, uh, yeah, because this is how many races we've had already, oh my God, it was the Santos Women's Tour. And yeah. You know, I was saying earlier that we're at the stage now where there's so much live cycling to watch. You know, we've had the Track World Cup in Hong Kong, which was amazing. We've had tons of cyclocross. We've had all sorts of things. And I didn't even follow. I know this sounds terrible, but... From the kerfuffle about trying to find the hashtags, from the faff about trying to find results on their website, from the complete lack of video, I've... I've Yeah, I've...
0: it's it's a little frustrating. I mean, it, you know, it's a reasonably new race and they are growing it and, you know, I don't want to be unfair um, in, in that regard, but at the same time, it is, like you say, it, particularly in this day and age, it's very frustrating to not have any video. Like, you know, give us some highlights, give us something.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've got something because Vox Women are down there because yeah. uh Wiggle Honda Wiggle High Fiver down there. Yeah. Um, we're getting some video, but I am, to be honest, this is the like over the. i said this before, but over the summer last year, we had like six live women's road races on consecutive weekends that I could yeah. watch. Yeah? yeah. And this. In January, we've had so much racing that I can watch. And actually, I run out of time because I do actually sometimes leave the house. No, 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 no. it's
0: it's totally understandable. And also, and you know, to, to be fair, it is my backyard, so you'd kind of hope I'd know something about it. Yeah, and but, we're in luck because I do know something yeah, about. It.
1: Can, I, can I can I just say the thing about the hashtags? I, I blogged about this last year. Um, it's People laugh at me because I get so irate about the lack of hashtags. Because you know, it's like, what hashtag are we using? It's like the day before the race, and I think it's Polar Speed had asked the race and said, "Oh yeah, we're just using the TDU hashtag." So, well, that's not madly helpful, but okay. But then, then other people are using the TDU Women hashtag, and then and then you see other teams just like right, you know, oh, actually we're going to use the Santos Women's Tour hashtag. And and the reason it's important is that when you're trying to follow a race and it's not on TV Uh, making things, making things easy is, is just, is the way forward. So this is why people like, I have a Twitter list that I update with, um, with, you know, people who you can follow the race. They can just kind of follow the race, you know, in, in one place. You don't have to be faffing around and, you know, you, and you can also kind of clear it out of actually, your general Twitter stream.
0: You know what? This should actually be, you know how part of the World Tour, and I know it's the World Tour, but, like, as the World Tour goes, hopefully so will most race organisation in, in a few years. Part of the World Tour, like, social media requirements, you know, because how they've got requirements for having a website and social and media. And stuff like Yeah, it, you know, official hashtags, so everyone knows. They and say that. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm saying hopefully yeah. that, that starts to actually lead because, you know, and also, you know, hopefully it starts to lead to some fucking reasonable hashtags too because yeah. my other pet peeve is when the hashtag is like 74 characters. You know, who oh, no. were down under UCI women's. And it's like, oh, for fuck's no, sake. You
1: know what? The worst the worst one this year was the British National Cyclocross Championships, where the race was using the hashtag Dirty Weekend. And the British cycling were using the hashtag Cross Champs. And then people started using, like, CX Nats yeah. 16. And then other people started using... Um, CX champ, um, uh, I don't know, CX Nats, because that's what the American was. And blah, 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 blah. And you're like, I literally, I I literally crashed. But when when you've got the race and the race organizer deliberately using different. different... And I can understand why British Cycling wouldn't use Dirty Weekend, you know. Yeah, and- yeah no,
0: I, I, totally, I can totally get that. I mean, I also feel like this is possibly the moment where I should apologise for deliberately trolling you um, when I was down at um, Road Nats for Australia um, by using not just wrong hashtags, but hashtags for other. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded similar just to troll you um but but but, but, sh- sh- a- but also should i really apologize for that because it's kind of my thing but sort of oh. yes but also no oh, it's just,
1: I mean, just <laughs> we're 2016 it's like hashtags are easy <laughs> hashtags are easy just just oh my god like like just Oh. Mm. Oh.
0: All right, well, so, on. Anyway, on. so racing. Yes, so, so the Santos um, Women's Tour was on this week. Uh, four stages. Um, two road races, two crits. Two, two road races, two crits. So, stage one um, was um, 95 kilometers of racing in total, five laps of a circuit, uh, with two climbs over Burford's Hill. Um, And a couple of sprints as well. So the first stage was won by Kat Galfoot. Um, So obviously, you know, she's on great form at the moment. Um, A bit of a sprint finish. So Shirley Olds came in second. Danielle King third. uh, And Lauren Kitchen was fourth in the same time. And then Tiff Cromwell was fifth nine seconds back. So, you know, pretty tight finish um, on stage one. Stage two was the first of the crits. Um, So this was in Adelaide proper around Rymel Park Um, it's actually one of the things like I joke about Adelaide but one of the things that Adelaide is known for it's got lots of beautiful parks and gardens like right around the actual centre of the city so um, yeah nice picturesque sort of places. Uh, So anyway that was a 20 kilometre circuit um, 12 laps for the crit and that was won by Nettie Edmondson again sprint finish Um, Chloe Hoss Yep, and Chloe Hoskin came in second, and Lizzie Williams in third, Kimber's Wells uh, in fourth, and Lauren Kitchen in fifth. So, um, and and, like it was a mass bunch sprint, basically. Um, Everyone came in at pretty much the same time. So it was, yeah, wild. Uh stage three was the second road stage um and this is around the barossa valley, which um for those who may not know is one of the oldest and best known wine producing regions in australia um, so yeah, yeah, I know we're young compared to the fucking thousand old thousand of French vines and whatever, but you know our wine our our wines are better, so you know. <sighs> Anyway, um, so it was 100 kilometers, well, 100.8 around the Barossa Valley region um, through Lindock and another Williamstown, different one from the Bay Crits. And uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so that was won by Lizzie Williams um of Edge, and she actually got a bit of a gap so Kat Garfoot came in second but 19 seconds back and with her was Lauren Kitchen, Shelley Olds, Danielle King and Tiff Cromwell was a, a, another five seconds behind so I think we're starting to see a bit of a pattern as to who the contenders have been uh through this week's racing and stage four was the second crit uh this was at um uh, back in Adelaide and you know uh, slightly different park region but you know another another nice parky area um in victoria park um it was a 1.2k circuit so you know very much a crit for for people to to enjoy um there were sprints at lap five and 15 so that one was won by kimbers wells and um, again, huge, huge sprint finish. So Nettie Edmondson came in second, Cat Garfoot third, Shelley Olds fourth, and Tiff Cromwell in fifth. Um, and that gave us an overall final result of Cat Garfoot uh, winning. Um,
1: wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Gar- Garfoot's been interesting, hasn't she? Because she's not been riding for that long either. Yeah, yeah. And it's. And it's, so it's kind of racing. So it's kind of, you know, she started off as German. She moved to Australia when she got married to Australian and became Australian. Um, it's it's kind of a really interesting... Uh you know, it, it's, yeah, it's just—it's
0: just an interesting story, and and um, and and it's also been interesting to see, um, you know, the enthusiasm from her teammates and and other riders from the Australian part of the peloton who you know know her and, and are very excited for her. And I've I've seen more than one you know sort of quietly tip that this could be a bit of a breakout year for Kat. So it'll be interesting to see how she progresses as the season goes on. Um, mm. It was it was the the final placings were actually decided on stage results because um, the time gaps were not existent for the podium. So Shelley Olds uh, placed second. Lauren Kitchen for Hightech was in third. With Danny King for Wiggle in fourth and Tiff Cromwell fifth. Um, so yeah, it was, an interesting, um, you know, four days of racing and and pretty exciting. Like we said earlier, it would have been nice to be able to see some video from it. Um, I feel like it can be summed up pretty well with Carl Lima, uh, who flew out of Melbourne this morning, declaring that, uh, Australia is his new favorite country. So (laughs) You know, and,
1: and Carl, Carl says that about all the countries. Full,
0: full respect. No, he's a Norwegian man of honor. Like, like I. No, res-
1: Carl, Carl. Carl. says that about all the other, all the all the other countries. No, except I no, think he, he
0: means it. He means it this time. He, he especially means it when he says it about us. Like, obviously, it means more. Mm-hmm. So yeah. He also says our wines like better than yours. So,
1: well, I, I imagine it's better than Norwegian wine.
0: Well, it's definitely better than British wine. So,
1: you know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so wow phew wow that's a lot of racing that's a lot of racing and and i mean you know i yeah it's, I, it's, I, a,
0: it's a lot of racing and we're still not fucking done with january and no. there's all sorts of crazy shit going on and we haven't even talked about like the track world cup or or oh god there's just so much
1: so much now basically um where we are in cyclocross is we had the national championship santa Kant kept the uh Belgian national championships, no surprise there. Katie Compton won the USA championships. And I read a really interesting interview with her on Ella Cycling Tips about uh, how she suffered from depression and really terrible saddle sores last year. So, you know, good, you know, it's like if people be wondering why Katie isn't at her best and brightest, that's that's part of it. Um, really interesting race in Britain where Nikki Harris finally broke Helen Wyman's massive run of national championships wins. Um, Helen had been leading and then Nikki caught up to her. And then in the finale, final stage, Helen has a, uh, a didn't mechanical. she
0: have a tragical mechanical, yeah. She had
1: a tragical mechanical, but to be honest, if Nikki had caught up from the massive gap that she had, it's like it's it seems like maybe she would have lost anyway. But it's a bit, you know, it's gutting, it's always gutting when someone loses because of mechanical yeah. and also for the person who wins because of the mechanical, but you know, um Nikki, that means that she managed to race, I think one race in her bowls colors well it's also, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually a very good point but it's also it is also great for
0: that rivalry though isn't it like you know it's yeah
1: yeah but it's but it's yes and then we had um Eva Lechner won in in Italy um and the other really big... Because, you know, most of the national championships, you know who's going to win, yeah? yeah? But the other big one was the Dutch national championships, which has so many good riders. And that was won by Thalita, Talita de Jong. Um, I, you know, I my money had been on Sophie de Boer, who's just come back from injury. But, um, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Um, More life cyclocross this weekend. On Sunday, it's the last round of the Cyclocross World Cup. And then at the end of the month, and the last weekend of the month, it's the uh, Cyclocross World Championships. So do watch that because they're going to be it's going to be fantastic, but I mean cyclocross with um i think i've said this before but but I think what happened was because um Sportster lost the rights to show the B post bank trophy um and which went to this new this uh, pay for site pay, pay, uh, play TV yep. so sportser responded by um Sorry, they've they've lost the uh, world, they lost the World Cups and they lost this and they 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 can't show Super Prestige. So they've shown got b Post Bank Trophy, but they've shown the women's b Post Bank Trophy and they've yeah. shown all the women's um, World Cups as well. So it's it's fantastic. It's like you know it's it's been a really interesting thing. And you know, big thanks to Renato Scotter, who's been sharing some of the viewing figures for the women's cyclocross because they're fantastic. Yeah, they've been really impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, so tons and tons of racing, basically. Oh, my God, so much racing in cyclocross. But we've got um, lots of video, lots of video lots there. Lots of video. Um, um, yeah.
0: Fortunately, fortunately, uh, you've rounded up so much video. Um, uh,
1: yes, I haven't done the last week. because I just, To be honest, I just, oh, my God, it's exhausting. I well, just, I just no, ran hate. out of space. That's, But that's I'll put longer. links on our site. Yes. Um, the next race is coming up. On the 30th of January, as we've got the Cadillavans Great Ocean Road Race. And then the Ladies Tour of Qatar, which I love, is starting on the 2nd of February. And we may or may not get streams for that, so cross your fingers. And then there's a break. Oh, phew, we need a break. Oh, my God. Um, Before the Omelette Pet Noise Blood on the 27th of Feb. And that, that's the
0: progression of the regular season. But don't worry because, you know, 30th of January sounds like it's so far away. Um, like it's it's pretty much a whole week. Um, so I can understand <laughs> your anxiety. But that's okay because we have partnered with our good friend and, and um, <laughs> you know, enthusiastic supporter of your need for uh, women's racing on bikes, um, Dr. Brady O'Donnell. <laughs> and, um, and they're going to present you with uh, a stunning hour of entertainment. Uh, yeah,
1: it's not, it's, it's not our, part, nothing to do with us. Bridey, Bridey, Friday, 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 Friday. Oh, Friday, no. Friday. No, um, no, no. Yeah, Bridey, Friday.
0: Friday. It's a... No, oh my God. <laughs>
1: It's wonderful. I don't know why people haven't adopted Bridey Friday because I think it's wonderful. That's, I think it's the best. Oh, that's so wrong!
0: No, it's not.
1: It's no. brilliant.
0: This is this is exactly why the English have such a terrible reputation around the world. Your obsession with weird rhyming schemes. You know, like things just and people have names. Like, just fucking use their names. Like, like this well, is ridiculous. So anyway, on
1: Friday. No, 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 no. I just in. want to say, I just want to say, I just want to say that Bridey Friday. Sadly, I didn't invent. Although I did think I did, but it didn't. I, I didn't. I was just remember. I was just. I was just. I was just remembering it. So um, if you want to give credit, where?
0: <laughs> whatever you say next, aren't I? I'm gonna be like, fuck, yeah.
1: If you want to give credit. <laughs>
0: You see, you can't even say it. It's that bad.
1: This is oh god. it's because I, just because I'm, I'm I'm going down and finding my trying to, I, trying to remember because i I you know like when you can. Oh, picture so you're stalling. So that's even better. Yeah, I'm stalling because you know when you can picture someone's Twitter icon in your head. Oh, Andy Roo. It's Andy Roo. You can go and talk. You can go talk to Andy on um, at View from Essex and oh, tell well, him how much oh, like, I, Friday Friday. Well, okay, can you just say Friday Friday for me?
0: No, I can't. It literally can't. The be- other.
1: The other, the other person I need to shout out to is Paul DeSpeed, who came up with the name for this weekend, because it's the Huger Hider, Huger H- H- Huger Hider, um Cyclocross World Cup. He's called it Hooger Bridie. <laughs> ah.
0: Oh, God. Well, anyway, so leaving all of that weirdness aside, um, so Friday night, Australian time, um, Bridey Dr. Bridie O'Donnell, will be attempting the hour record uh, in the velodrome in Adelaide. Um, yeah. And there's, there's actually um, some sprints on beforehand as a bit of a warm-up act, um, which would be really exciting. Tickets are only 20 bucks, So if you are in Adelaide um, and looking for something to do on your Friday evening, Velodrome-wise uh, could recommend, do recommend. Um, it will be streaming as well, so you can watch along live wherever you are. And most importantly of all, it will be at 8 p.m. Adelaide time uh which means that you can definitely have beers while you watch it definitely
1: yeah 7:30 a.m. Bristol yep. time so breakfast uh, beats British Bristol time yep yep um and remember she's got to beat um Molly Schaffer van Howling's record of yep. 46.273 kilometers.
0: yes yes
1: Now, Bridie made me fall in love with the hour, which really did my head in because I never thought I'd
0: like it. This is the thing: is like you've got the you've got the interview where you actually are like, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, this is this was always the the default position, wasn't it? You know, like Mm -hmm. it's an hour of going around a a velodrome. Like, you know, it's it's an achievement, but it's not the most scintillating thing in the world. And now you're just like in love.
1: I'm not in love. I just, I just, I just, I just didn't know that I liked it. Bridie explained it to me. Bridie's, Bridie's very convincing.
0: Yeah, yes, 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 that is true. Bridie's, but do, Bridie's
1: very convincing. Are, are you
0: going to share how she convinced you or do you want everyone to just go back and listen to the interview? I'm fired go away. away the but like, yeah, yeah, okay. Go back and listen to Go the back
1: interview. and listen to the podcast, man. And, uh, um, yeah, good luck to Bridie.
0: Bridie you herself. Um, that's actually, that's a great pre, pre-hour attempt warm-up for you is to listen to the interview.
1: Um, yes yeah, yes yeah. Exactly. um whew, ah, 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 so much racing um really interesting stuff too though because you know uh, santos women's tour was the first outing for silence uh, oh. a brand new pro team for 20 2016 um and there's been tons of uh, there's been tons of things from t- media from team. Big thanks to Wiggle High Five and to Vox Women for the videos that yep. they've had from yep. da- from from, da- from down under. Um, speaking yeah.
0: of, speaking of new things for 2016, how about this? Um, you know, Canyon SRAM Swift partnership for 2016. <laughs> that's 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 eyebrow raisingly new to me yeah
1: it's Zwift if you don't know is one of those um sort
0: of virtual training partner things so for when you're when you're riding the trainer at home you know for those of you in northern climes who unlike Australia who our four seasons are it's hot isn't it fuck it's hot it's really fucking hot I'm pretty sure you can cook food on it it's that hot and oh my god everything's on fire those are our four seasons um you know in the north apparently you have this thing called snow um and so so you sometimes ride bikes inside.
1: Don't you ride bikes inside in Australia under the aircon?
0: No, no, no. Uh, the only time we ride bikes inside is when everything is on fire.
1: Right. Well, Swift is one of those things that um, you know does online tracking, and they've partnered with Canyon and apparently they're going to have competition have a competition to see to, to, to see if they can basically find the, uh, find a cycling star
0: via yes. Swift. Yeah, so
1: I... I'm, I'm not 100% sure
0: on what their selection criteria are going to be, um, and obviously, and, and they acknowledge this in their, in their press material, that there's other stuff to being a, a, psych, a pro cyclist, like, you know, your bike handling, your tactics and all that sort of stuff, but they, they're they saying Zwift gives them an opportunity to potentially identify basically raw talent, you know. It's, it's
1: yeah.
0: you know, I'm, and, I'm and I'm they I'm do mean... have a point about there being, you know, limited pathways for, for women to get into... You know, pro cycling.
1: Yeah. And especially if you're out of like the, um, especially if you're from a non traditional area or just mm. somewhere that's fucking far away from everywhere, like, you know, the wilds of Canada, the wilds of Australia and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, to be
0: completely honest, part of me fears that it's just going to wind up being a bit gimmicky. Um, I said, I really hope it's not, and I'm not suggesting that it is. You know, it's it's just a fear. But, you know, how exciting will it be if, if in a year we're talking about someone who has actually been found via this, this effort yeah, and I mean, is make go of it? That would be very I cool. Mean,
1: if this was from Team Sky or something, I would think it was just a promo thing. Yeah. But the fact that, the fact that they um the fact that it's it's uh it's it's with with Canyon makes me think this might be real. And they're saying that, you know, actually it's not going to be just about the Zwift. They're going to um they're going to also, you know, bring the like top three riders or whatever to the um to yeah. the-
0: yeah, to, to, to a team to,
1: camp and to r- exactly, ride with them. Exactly,
0: and do some real, you know, yeah. skill-based but, stuff and, and assessment in roads, you know, uh, on, on real conditions and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely, like they, they seem to have thought through a process, yeah.
1: Yeah. But I find I find it as a really clever, really, really clever way of, of doing it. And Mariana Voss was doing something with a different um one of these programs. I'm so sorry, I can't remember, where you know, she was getting people to ride against, you know, they were getting people to ride against Voss on the trainer and compete with her, which I thought yeah. was super exciting. And I'm really fascinated in these clever ways of marketing your product. I, I loved it when I know. Stra-
0: isn't it talk about adding value for your sponsors.
1: Yeah and i mean strava for example did really well when they sponsored the queen of the mountains at the at the um aviva women's tour in the first year when its friends life women's tour and they had that beautiful moment when they when they put out how many queen of the mountains Mariana voss had won that day you know she'd won yeah. something like 338 and so you get that beautiful thing where people go so Mariana, what's your advice to people from strava who want to get it back and you take a bunch of girls and you know and and it's and it's and it's really really interesting you know that thing where it makes it it's not just about sponsorship but it's about making people look at your product in an interesting way yeah and yeah. remembering remembering things about your product even you know i'm never going to use something like swift but they're now the number, you know, but they're, they're in my head. Well, and, and even from
0: a, just from a, like, for example, you may not be a cyclist who like you, you don't actually want to win a pro contract, but you still, you know, this might attract your interest because you might be like wanting to just sort of take a look at it, you know, like, like
1: yeah.
0: enter some of the things and see how it goes. Like, yeah. you
1: know,
0: like why not, why not see where your potential sits?
1: Yeah. The other thing that I just wanted to mention in marketing from completely other side was um, Heidi Swift, uh, who writes for Bicycling, uh, Peloton magazine. Sorry. Um, She uh, she pointed out um, 661 Protection, whose whose clever way of advertising their um, mountain bike knee pads was to have a naked woman crouching down wearing nothing but knee pads with some joke about basically some joke implying sex acts um about you know about how you know basically they're not just useful for cycling they're also good for you know they're also good for other things ha 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 and it was just like oh my god and i just wanted to say big thanks because i was having chats with with women about this obviously it's like you know the, the message it sends to women is ridiculous you know that the, yeah you know, but the message it sends about the product is pretty bad too you oh, know I always just feel like...
0: horrendous horrendous yeah
1: yeah when they um when they when they you know, when you when you have to resort to having jokes about sex acts, um as to sell your product, you're basically saying, Our product's a bit of shit. And yeah. I really want to thank all the men who got involved with the conversation. So I was asking men, what do you think about this? And I want to thank everyone for their witty and you know, thoughtful and interesting responses about it because yes. they um six six one took it down you know took it down very fast and scrubbed it from the internet and apologized because you know really it was just ridiculous, and it's 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 really funny. John Stevenson said, well imagine how it had been if they had a man and a woman wearing nothing but protection and having a snog and like some joke about always use protection you know with the implication they're both riders yeah yeah and they're exactly. both you know what I mean like, then that's that's, that's a, that's a thing different thing. So many- so many
0: smarter ways they could have made essentially the same joke that were, you know, more clever and inclusive and not as offensive and stupid and shit and Mm. stuff. And, yeah, sorry, I have very limited tolerance for that sort of behaviour. And, yeah, good that they took it down, but it should never have been up in the first fucking place. And I would like nothing more than to find the marketing team responsible for that initiative and slap them all in the head with a cod possibly yeah. slightly rotted, rotted cod so, yeah, yeah
1: yeah 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 um but yeah i mean as someone said you know it's just laziness it's laziness and it's stupid and it's like it's the opposite of good marketing so it's kind of nice to have those kind of to bookend um 661 did take it down um they, they they you know it's 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 kind of like it was lots of fun people are very very funny about this sort of thing on I think that's the other thing is some people say <laughs> no all publicity is good publicity but I don't believe it no, once you get the kind no, of really witty Twitterati no. shape
0: smashing yeah. you yeah yeah and let's let's you know more than more than one uh, you know celebrity or political figure or whatever has been brought undone by bad publicity there is plenty of bad publicity in the world So, dear cycling industry, please stop being shit with your ads (laughs) and um, if you're not sure, feel free to send them to to Sarah and I and we will critique them on the podcast for you and let you know whether they're (laughs) shit before they go out.
1: Dan is actually a professional social marketing professional. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I just live on the internet. I'm
0: also I'm also, as you as you can tell possibly, not that shy about letting people know if I think their idea is shit. So
1: Yeah. See also Australian. Um, <laughs> I marketing that I really love, Ballant Hanvas. Um he oh, you yes. might know fantastic yeah. Yep. He's Ballant does an amazing, amazing Cycl- cyclo album every year, which kind of covers the season, the, the preceding season. It has, it has wonderful photos, it has wonderful articles. It's just
0: yeah, amazing great. photography, amazing and very funny writing. Um, you know about the season and and stuff. Beautiful, beautiful production every year.
1: Yeah. And this year, he's doing it on Kickstarter, um, which is great. So you can either just buy it on buy the book on Kickstarter in advance. You can also just give him some money, and I really recommend it. Balan is a lovely person. He's at CyclePhotos.co.uk, and I, I just I, he deserves all the success in the world. Yeah, I'm super yeah. happy. The, the things that he does to promote the sport are wonderful.
0: Yeah, if you like cyclocross at all, and if you like beautiful pictures at all, then you really should be pre-ordering that book.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, good luck to balance. Um, Yeah. Mm. Uh, If you want to win something rather than buy something, uh, Danny King is auctioning off her Queen of the Mountains jersey, uh, one at the Tour Down Under, It shuts on Friday. If you go to uh, Roe and King, R-O-E and King, which is her coaching company, and retweet her tweets, then uh, you're in a a chance to win it. And I think Danny's going to be an amazing rider this year. I I spoke to Aircon van Kessel this morning, her DS, and he thinks she's got the potential to be in the top 10 riders uh, in the world.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Also,
1: if you'd like to
0: contribute to some of the best, most insightful and thoughtful uh, writing, interviewing and researching done around the amazing sport of women's cycling, including actually I read a, a really great article. Um, that was just published yesterday called Why Do I Call It Women's Cycling, which sort of explains the background and how it's important to create a distinction because the sport itself has created a – you know, the UCI has created a, an arbitrary distinction. And so, you know, we're raising the profile of a specific thing here. I encourage you to, to read that. But more importantly, go to Patreon and um, and support <laughs> Sarah as she does all this uh, amazing work to to bring you the best interviews, the greatest news, and the sweariest Australians that she can find. <laughs>
1: It's Patreon. Thank you very much. It's patreon.com slash women's cycling, and for just $2 a month, you can help me. um, Do all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, basically, what the Patreon money really supports me is when I'm in the middle of something, some really hideous spreadsheet, or generally wanting to kill myself, um, I i turn around and go um oh but my patron supporters they're so good lovely they're wonderful and so i carry on and do it so thank you thank you
0: if you would like to contribute to to purchasing sarah's guilt
1: happiness purchasing sarah's happiness money can buy you love
0: whichever you prefer like like uh, yeah you can contribute for either reason
1: don't forget to sign up to our RSS feed. I've no idea how yeah, we're going to get this
0: message out. SoundCloud, yeah. but something. And yeah, once again, do us a favor and tell all your we've, friends we've that we've
1: basically uh, lost about a thousand listeners a month.
0: <laughs> they're, they're wandering around the podcast wasteland, going, "My life is all too, all too polite and and lacking <laughs> in, in random swearing outbursts." I
1: haven't, uh, so... I haven't heard
0: anyone call someone a fucking fuckus and mcfuckson. So you know, yeah. It's, yeah. And at
1: some stage, I will go on and tag up the sound. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't bear it.
0: <laughs> well, I guess I guess that means we've we've got to the end of uh, of this episode. Um, we will be back um, probably probably the week after next to um, to talk to you about what's going on with. <laughs> uh, yeah. And-
1: you realise we're back into that time of the season where I want to podcast every week and Dan's like, oh, Sarah, please. Yeah, I just, need one,
0: I just need one more week where, like, well, it's Australia Day next week and so, you know, I'm probably going to be hungover for two of the days next week and...
1: Well, in between, um, keep a listen out. I've interviewed Egon van Kessel, uh, the, um, the the DS of Wiggle High Five. Listen out for that on which will, which will probably go up over the weekend or next week and other interviews that I've got up my sleeve.
0: <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us and we will talk to you again soon. And, um, yeah, <laughs> cheers. <coughs>